We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Do you ever feel like you're crazy? Like you're sitting in a meeting in your school and they're saying these things and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Sometimes I feel like that too. So I found a place where I didn't feel like that. That's at Change School. And that is run by the Modern Learners guys, Bruce Dixon, Will Richardson. You're going to love it. Their next cohort is opening up, and I invite you to attend that. It's amazing. Go to transformativeprincipal.org slash change school to check it out for yourself. That's transformativeprincipal.org slash change school and check it out. So every once in a while, I make a mistake, and this week is one of those weeks. Somehow, my side of the audio for this interview with Mia isn't great, and my amazing audio editor, Jelko, is doing the best he can to fix it. But even though it's not great, what Mia says comes out great, and she's the star of the show anyway. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope that this audio isn't too bad for you. I do want to split or change gears just a little bit and talk about your business for students and talk a little bit about what you guys are doing around that. Yes. So we know that um, education is more powerful when everybody's involved and when it's a community activity. So, and we get a lot of requests for schools and districts who want to partner with people in their community. They want to partner with community organizations, government agencies, nonprofits, and businesses, but they don't really know how. So 
we're able to go in and to help educators design a plan of creating those opportunities of thinking about the people in their community, the businesses in their community, and what makes sense and and ways they could partner together, designing projects that they could work on. Also, we can help the people on the other end. So a lot of businesses want to be involved in education. A lot of businesses need to build a pipeline of future employees. And, you know, that's what school is kind of all about, is preparing us for our future. So, but again, they don't really know how to partner in ways that are meaningful. It has to be a win-win situation. So we're able to use coaching skills and to coach educators and business people, community uh, agencies in ways that they can collaborate and in ways that it's beneficial for everyone. And, you know, talk about benefits. Nobody benefits more than the students because the things they learn, not only in their content areas, because, you know, standards are always applied to these projects and ways they work together, but those soft skills, I like to call them power skills, but, you know, everybody wants them, all employers want them. And It's never too early to start collaborating and teaching young people how to collaborate, how to communicate, how to think strategically, how to think critically, and how to solve real problems in your community. That's where, that's where the joy comes in. That's where learning is fun again, because it's real and it's meaningful. And that's, um, research shows that's one of the components needed to make learning joyful is that it has to be meaningful. Yeah, it definitely has to be meaningful. And, you know, the idea that some, most schools don't know how to partner. A lot of times we think that that getting volunteers means that we just have more bodies in the classroom. And you're talking about doing actual projects with outside agencies or businesses or whatever it is. And so can you give some examples of of what has looked like for schools that you've worked with to create those relationships where they're doing meaningful and full relevant Yes. So we start with the school district typically, and we do some asset mapping of the community and show them how to reach out and get some partners that are interested in working with them. And then what happens is projects are developed and we facilitate that process where we think about, okay, what are some real problems that this business or this community is facing and how can we develop a project around that issue. So it's experiential learning, lots of names for it. Some people call it project-based learning or problem-based learning or challenge-based learning. All of these are examples of what we call experiential learning. And so we usually take them through a year-long process of developing a project around a real issue, working together to create solutions and having students present those solutions. And sometimes, you know, communities and businesses actually implement these solutions and are able to improve their community. There are so many different things that you can do with that, that, you know, at my school, there was a, the school next to us has a hockey rink that is out of commission now. And boys who grew have, have grew up in Fairbanks wanted to create a or want to fix up that rink. And so they had to learn all the bills of talking to the principal over there and talking with the county maintenance people, see what it would take, talking to fire department to fill the hockey rink. And so these learned a lot of different things and learned how difficult some processes are when you have to work with a whole bunch of different people. 
and really had amazing experience learning some of the, some of those things. And, you know, did they get the hockey rink built in a year and a half that they had to do it? No, they didn't. And that was a <laughs> reality check. <laughs> a reality check. Exactly. That was a good learning experience also, because just because of a great idea or want to do something to make your community better, doesn't mean that it can actually be pulled off in the time that you, you have to do. It. And so, you know, while it, it was a bummer, bummer that that happened, they did get the PTA to commit to a, a certain amount of funds to, to be able to replace some mud and, you know, talk to the maintenance department to allow, the, allow them to go do some repairs. And so, you know, those kinds of things just so invaluable. And, you know, even though they weren't successful in coming the project, they still learned a lot and it was, it was still a very official thing for them that got them, gave them a taste of what it's like to actually work on something thatters and not just, just do worksheet class, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And the other thing about experiential learning is you never know what seeds have been planted through that experience. So the example that you just gave and the fact that they couldn't complete that entire project um, in that amount of time they don't know what students may come back years later and be able to complete that process because it just sticks with them. And, you know, they get a little bit older and, and wiser and they can make those connections and make it happen or the community continues to work on that. But, you know, it creates that awareness for students and they start noticing other things in their community like, hey, I wonder what could be done with that piece of land or I wonder if if a garden or a park could be created, you know, in this area and, and they start to think about what that would take and just become those productive citizens that, you know, most school mission statements say that we're producing. We say we're producing them and then we're not do the work to actually produce them and that are this type of collaboration, this type of experience really matters. So what advice to there's a principal listening to this and they're like, yeah, I really will start partnering with some other people because I think that'll be important. They can identify some of the challenges that there are and they can help us do the work and then we can provide, you know, both to, to help their work also. What's your to a principal who's listening to get started and opening that discussion with other community members about working together on some of the, some of this? How do we start start that? I think it starts by reaching out. You know, the more you talk about your desire to partner with the community, word will spread. So if you can speak to the chamber speak to different civic organizations and just start putting it out there that, you know, we want our students to learn through real life situations and we want to help develop your future workforce. So spreading the message first. And then the other thing I would say is focus on quality partnerships over quantity. So you can have a million partners on paper that say, yes, we partner with this school or we partner with this district. But like you alluded to earlier, it may not amount to more than just um, some guest speakers in the classroom. So those quality, you know, I would say one or two quality partnerships with a school or a district can lead to great things. So when you find a quality partner and you can really go deep and think about ways that you can work together that's going to benefit the students, benefit the teachers, benefit the business, and benefit the community, that's when you'll have the most impact. And so with that, principals probably don't realize what 
types of relationships they all they all have with parents of students, former students, parents, things like that, where those relationships likely already exist. And they're just looking for someone to say, this is what we need to need to do. I would think that a principal who's been around a while has developed those kinds of relationships. You know, I, I've only been at my school for two years and I had a parent come in just the other day who was like, ho about involving her company with our school and wanted to provide something meaningful. And we don't know what that looks like yet, but you've given me good ideas of how we can start start having those conversations. But they do a lot of event planning. And so we host this huge wrestling tournament in our school. And I really want kids to be more involved in that. So it's not just adults organizing it, but, but kids are. And that's something where we certainly John on her expertise of doing event planning to be able to make something really cool how we'll have that and have kids involved in that so that it's it's not it's not just you know a, a couple of teachers working on working on over here but it's a whole school event event and something that we can be even more out of than we already already are because it is a really amazing thing so i think you've given some great great advice for that the last one that i ask each person on the podcast is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you that's a great question. I would say active listening. It's our first foundational piece of coaching training. And I think it's a skill that a lot of us can always improve. So I think listening, just being out there in the classrooms, listening to your teachers, listening to your students, listening to your parents, your community, and thinking about what those needs are and incorporating those into the shared vision. And then I guess the second part of that is creating that shared vision and including everyone. People need to feel like they can contribute. So when people see that they can be a part of that shared vision, they get excited about it. And then everybody starts working toward it and it really builds momentum. So it starts with listening and then creating that shared vision. Excellent. That's great advice. So Mimia, how do people uh, get in touch with you and learn more about and from you? They can go to our website at www.constructivelearningdesign.com. And our contact information is on there and a lot of information about our organization and, and what we do. Well, thank you so much for being a transformative principal today. It was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy uh, and a pleasure to, to talk about supporting teachers and educators across America. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time 
without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.